everyone, and welcome back to the most coolest and fun space talk in town. Yes, the Space Mills. I know we have been gone MIA for the last couple of months, and yeah, we are back with the season three right now. Of course, we were on a break. We were transitioning from season two to season three. And uh, I'm so happy that we are doing the season three uh, this year. And together with Space Mills, we are taking you through the amazing and awesome space stuff that's happening out there right now. And this is your girl, Alina, who is a wannabe space talk show host, manifesting it. And you're watching Space Mom Season 3, Episode 1. Uh, well, we have this very first episode of Season 3 right now. And um, as we all know, Space Moms is an awareness channel or a space communication channel, basically. And there are a lot of things that happens in the space communication sector, right? And I think with the first episode of this season, there is no other better topic to discuss rather than space advocacy. And uh, of course, I'm not the only one who is going to talk about it. I have a Smurf, expert Smurf joining in for season three's episode one. And uh, to know more about what is space uh, advocacy, how does it work, the challenges, and a lot about the rest of the things, we have the amazing space influencer from Pakistan, Ms. Yumna Majid here with me today. Yumna, welcome to the show. Hello, Assalamualaikum. Thank you for having me. Yep. Yep. Uh, how's your day going? How are you? How are you feeling? Ah, I'm going. Day is going fine. I'm okay. I'm going good. Excited okay. about this podcast. The name is so cool. Space Marks. Yeah. I like it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Everyone has been saying that. To me. I mean, since the clubhouse session that we started in 2021. Mm -hmm. But anyway. We will just go, go ahead with the questions for you for this mm -hmm. podcast. And before we go in detail about space advocacy and everything, I bet mm -hmm. uh, our audience would like to know a little bit about yourself. Like, sure. oh, your, what did you do in your career? And we know what's the passion for you in space and all such things. So over to you. Yeah. Okay. So it will be a quick introduction. Jumna um, Majid, I say that I have two career paths. One, academically, I am a medical lab technologist. And when I got into my medical college, um, I started my own space awareness campaign. So when I say space awareness campaign, it was actually just a one woman army who was very passionate about space. And I just used to visit a lot of schools and debunk the space myths actually and then it the, the work got bigger and bigger and bigger and now it's uh, a registered organization during the journey i won different titles of different awards regarding space awareness outreach um and yeah now i call myself a space educator or a space advocate science communicator um yeah so my organization is exploration uh, okay. And I am running both of the things. I am trying to combine my profession of medicine with passion of space. And on the other hand, I am also promoting space and astronomy in Pakistan and trying to bring cosmos to the classroom. Wow, that's really amazing. And for all the listeners out there, uh, Yumna do have an amazing Instagram page called Exploration by Yumna. So I will definitely link it down in the description box so you can sure. check it out and also follow her. I mean, she do have a lot of amazing content coming up. So, yep, with that, uh, we will move on to the second question, which is relating to the topic of this podcast itself or this episode itself. So what is 
space advocacy and why is it important today in this 21st century? Yeah. I will uh, say it's because of the internet. Because since we have the internet, there is so much information. People are away from the books, away from the research that is actually being done in the sector, especially in the sector of science, I would say, not only space, mm -hmm. that we need authentic resources. And due to the internet, as we say that everything you see on internet is not true. Yeah. So where comes the actual information? There is also the information which is not true. Yeah. Or it is just uh, written in a way that it might look catchy and people uh, take it in a wrong way. So when such activities and such articles, such blogs just keep popping up and keep published, they turn into somehow conspiracy theories. And yeah. then you keep thinking that, okay, what what is actually right and what is actually wrong? Uh, for example, there there are a lot of people who would still say things about space that space is a waste of money. You're throwing so much money in space yeah. research. It is just waste. People are dying on Earth and you should put money on them and not in yeah. space research. Yeah. So I think here's the, po here's the point where space advocates and space educators uh, come in and uh, they tell them the facts that if they are throwing money in space research, why they are doing it and how the research being done in space is actually helping the earth, mm. uh, like the life on earth, mm. satellites, yeah. disaster management, exactly. in agricultural communication. If True. you just start from satellites, there are so many, you would say, benefits of satellites. And if the satellites are down, you cannot imagine your life on earth. But yep. that is the actual science that is not published more often because it is the yeah. technical part and not everyone is happy to read about it. Yeah, true. true. So, and, um, yeah. yeah. No, every time when somebody must have said that, you know, why are you investing in space when you have many of other things to focus on? Mm -hmm. I think all, all, all of us would have been billionaires by now. Like, you know, it, I mean... <laughs> Uh, if we, I mean, if we had a penny, like every time somebody said that, like everyone in the space sector right now will be like so <laughs> wealthy because yes. every time. And also I do understand yeah. what you said, like mm -hmm. whatever that's there in the internet, it can be true and it may not be true at the same time because there is a lot of things going in, in the internet. So whenever somebody sends me all this space related stuff on Instagram or something, I double check. Like, if I don't know it, I'm like, is it true? I check the profile from which they might have sent it first. And if it still feels reliable, I'll go and Google it or, you know, some find some authentic source that actually might be saying this or actually might be disagreeing to that fact. So it's, it's I totally resonate with what you just mentioned. Yep, true, true. So yeah, uh, with that, we will move on to the next question. So how did you get into this field? I mean, you mentioned about like you started this one woman army when you were in college. So what was the inspiration or the drive force to get into this field? And of course, yeah, being a woman in the space sector always comes with a lot of challenges. And of course, uh, you might have had faced a lot of other challenges as well, like space communication or space advocacy is not as easy as one might think. It's not as easy as being, I don't know, I don't want to be biased, but it's not as easy as being in another influencer out there because you're dealing with facts, right? So tell me more about it. Yeah. 
So I would say I will start from how I got into this field. Uh, it, I will be very quick about this because this is something which is very true. But at the same time, I have mentioned it so many times, so many times that I myself sometimes feel annoyed that how many times I have repeated that. <laughs> so the thing is, I always wanted to become an astronaut. Since my childhood, I don't remember any particular moment where I felt that I love space. I was born with this thing. This mm. craze of space travel is innate. It's in yeah. me by birth. So when I was in grade nine, uh, my science teacher, it was the first day, and my science teacher was asking everyone that, oh, what do you want to become when you, you know, uh, what's your career? Wow. What's your ambition? Yeah. Um, it was a class full of 60 girls. And I was the only one who said, I want to become an astronaut and not a doctor, not an engineer. Wow. And to that, my teacher said, my teacher laughed at me and she said, uh, there is no such thing as space. Whoever goes to space, they die. It's all fake. And uh, unfortunately, all those girls who were sitting over there, they did not even knew what an astronaut is and what is actually mm -hmm. space. So they yeah. believe the teacher who said that there is no such thing as space. Uh, it actually demotivated me and I never uh, made really good friends in my classroom. I later changed my section and one day my old class fellow saw me playing very happily with my new classmates and she came and she said, Yumna, is that you? I was like, yes, that's me. I started laughing. She said, no, it's you're normal. I said, yeah, I am normal. Why are you saying like this? And she said, we thought that you are a mentally disabled child. Because you have a dream to go to a place which does not even exist. Wow. So okay. that was the moment, an eye opener for me that, mm -hmm. oh my God, this is the lack, like, it was uh, the eye opener that the lack of awareness in my country mm -hmm. regarding space and also the role of teacher in shaping the young minds and uh, making or killing the dreams of yeah. young kids. Yeah, so. True. From that moment, I knew that I have to do something about it. And mm -hmm. when I got internet at my home, most of the time what I was doing, uh, browsing a lot of website on internet, seeing how I can bring space in Pakistan. That was okay. my main goal. Like, I think for some good four to six years, all that I have done on internet is either look for organization that I can volunteer for, who give me that liberty that I can uh, do something in Pakistan from where I can learn what hmm. I can do. And then I can apply that in Pakistan. And secondly, yeah, just playing games, GTA, Need yeah. for Speed and stuff like that. That's it. So... Uh, luckily, I got uh, a lot of organization. I came across World Space Week Association, the Planetary Society, Space Generation Advisory Council, yeah. and um, Astronomers Without Borders, all, all these organizations name. But there was this one thing. They put uh, membership. Membership was always free, but they asked yeah. you to apply and the age limit should be 18 to 35. Now, yep. when I was discovering this website, I was around 16, 17. Mm, okay. So I refrained. I, I actually waited yeah. one and a half year to turn 18 just to put my email wow. address on their website and become a member. So I was that 
I was that naive oh, at that time. Wow. <laughs> so I, I just used to follow their social media accounts and, you know, I used to manifest that, oh my God, once I become a member, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. So wow. um, I was a very nerdy kid. I used mm-hmm. to work hard, study and, and the rest of the time, just games and a bunch of sci-fi movies and these things, planning in my head, imaginations, okay, if I bring this thing to Pakistan, this is how I can do. And if mm-hmm. I can reach out to schools, then, oh my God, no school will allow me because space is just a waste for them. Then I used to think, okay, what are the points that I can put in defense of space? Yeah. Then I used so- to read articles. Mm-hmm. Then I came across a lot of people, like talking to a lot of uh, people on the internet helped in understanding mm-hmm. what is actually science and what is conspiracy theories. Uh, okay. Then mm-hmm. I understood the point of conspiracy theories and space advocacy, that how important it is that if you are reading anything uh, on the internet, uh, you should be very careful uh, from like, what is the source of that content? Yeah, The source sure. should be authentic, focus on like very big websites where you think that they are not going to lie. For example, NASA, ESA, like all the major websites of uh, space agencies. And then there are YouTube channels uh, where you can actually see that documentaries and whatever content you see on those websites are actually made by artists in collaboration mm-hmm. with scientists and science indicators. Yeah. So, yeah. for example, Discovery, National Geography, mm-hmm. BBC. Cool. These yeah. are uh, the things. So, actually, that is how I got into space. Once I get into a medical college, all the plan was in my mind. Everything was prepared and I was like, okay, Yumna, now it's your time. Now you are in a college. Now you no longer yeah. need to cram books. You need time. You know, uh, we have this in, in our brown culture, how pristine tedious it is to be in a medical college so yes. I was like okay Yumna this is a tick mark uh, you have achieved this thing now you are successfully landed in a medical college mm-hmm. now is the time that you no longer need to cram the books and try to live a life yeah. try to live your passion yeah. of it so yes. that's when I started my space awareness campaign wow I mean that journey yeah. is literally so interesting and inspiring as well like that. I I was I, I'm still stuck, you know, where you just mentioned about like by the time you explored all these pages, you were sixteen or seventeen, and you waited till you turned eighteen. <laughs> oh me, yes. I believe I was waiting to get my driver's license. <laughs> so I yes. think yeah, I mean that I can I, I can resonate to it till like in a different way, but still I totally understand and right. I mean the brown culture for yeah. like craziness for medical schools and you mm. know like how you should be and uh, right now I feel like you know you are doing so amazing like I've always been looking up to you on you know the Instagram and everything all the content that I've been putting (laughs) so yeah I mean it's actually uh, an honor for me to actually host you for this episode so thank you Um, before we move into the next um, session I have a new segment introduced to you all uh, by mm-hmm. Space Moves, and this is called Would You Rather in Space by Space Moves. So we have a couple of questions for you, Yumna. So mm-hmm. you have to answer them. Choose the op- one of one from the options within mm-hmm. one minute. Uh, okay. The faster you choose, uh, the more questions you will be able to cover and the more the questions you answer. Okay. Um, there is nothing as of now. I'm sorry about it. But if you are willing to sponsorship, 
please do reach out to us at the <laughs> spacemurfs at gmail.com or on our Great. Instagram channel, spacemurfs. So, yeah, looking forward to your direct messages or emails on sponsorship. But anyway, let's move on to that. And so with that, Yumna, are you ready? Yep. Okay. And let's begin. Would you rather be a Martian or be a kryptonite? Mm, Martian. Would you rather get sucked into the black hole or float into the universe? Float into the universe. I actually dreamt of it. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather choose to have the ability to resist the space environment or have the ability to travel in space like the superhero? Oh my God. Both of them. They both are very, very important. Choose one. You have to choose one. (laughs) Uh, Space environment because uh, if it's uh, safe, then I will be able to travel. So space environment. Yeah. And would you rather travel to the center of the universe or travel to the center of the earth? Center of the earth. Uh, okay. Both are fascinating. <laughs> Would you because rather once have I it? discovered this, then I will be able to travel to space as well. Because yeah, people who travel to space, you have to be skilled enough, you have to be eligible. So if I am traveling to uh, the center, uh, I will be like, maybe one step higher that they might consider me to go to space as well yes <laughs> yes yes i mean like eligibility level like experience previous experience yes. right yep 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 <laughs> yep uh, would you rather freeze time or travel through time travel through time okay would you rather meet an alien or be an alien i am an alien so it would be interesting to meet another one <laughs> <laughs> oh speaking of aliens do you know what you what we call an alien with three eyes? Mm-hmm. An alien. No. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, it's an I mean, alien with... an, an alien. I mean, with three eyes, we haven't started naming uh, like naming aliens yet, right? So it will definitely mm-hmm. be called an alien only with whether it has like three three eyes or oh, four yes. eyes oh, or five. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, there is a new term, and that I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay and the last question of this session: uh, Would you rather be the first human or uh, human in Mars, or the f- last human on Earth? First human on Mars, but I just want to add something that I am more a Moon person than a Mars person. <laughs> yeah. So I would be like love to be the first one on moon instead of but it's Mars already, or the last one on Earth. I mean, but it's already been done by Neil Armstrong. So I uh, think that ticket is taken. They still have to send the first woman on the moon. Yep. Yes. Mission yes, Artemis. Yes. 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 So yep. that ticket is open. So yep. Fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and um don't fall. And another thing is um like do you know why Mickey Mouse traveled to space? Did he? I mean, do you know why? It's like <laughs> okay. stu- these are stupid questions that I have <laughs> during the podcast. I okay, why? I don't know. To find Pluto. What the <laughs> oh my god? <laughs> to find Pluto. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's I like it. it. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the other questions, if you guys are very interested about these questions, tune into our next episode and the next episode. Uh, you will have a lot of it happening. You know what? So, I'm going to use this during my sessions with kids. I'm going to use this. Yes. I mean, these because are fun. Yesterday, 
Uh, yeah, because yesterday I uh, I was in one of the session and a kid asked me. Um, I asked them who was the first person on the moon, and one of them said Mickey Mouse. And I was like, why would he travel to the moon <laughs> or to the space? <laughs> Now I know why. <laughs> yes, to find Pluto. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. So that's a, a quick break from our serious questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on. So you mentioned that you were being recognized by different entities also during your mm-hmm. space journey. Like uh, I believe mm-hmm. even the government of Pakistan, SGAC mm-hmm. entities like that. were recognized uh did recognize you as someone um, like emerging global rising mm-hmm. stars and everything in mm-hmm. the space sector so for the aspiring young minds in the space sector who wants to shine mm-hmm. what are your key points or your words of wisdom for them mm-hmm. number one point is never ever work for awards never ever work for titles work for impact and awards will come your way uh to me uh winning any of these big awards is not okay they are achievement and i am honored to be recognized but at the same time biggest achievement is the impact that i was able to create and i am still trying to create when i was 16 and waiting to just put my email address on some website to become a member i never ever imagined that i will be at some point where i am today So who knows where I am after five years? But I have seen people around me where, if they think that they have finally won an award, and they have been recognized, they just stop there, and they stop working hard for their dream or for what they are actually doing. They just think that okay, we have bagged some awards, and mm-hmm. let's try to um, leverage them for something else, and not for the reason they got the awards for mm, okay. they just they just stop it they just discontinue yeah. it which is disappointing but i would say might be it might be one side one side of the picture and i don't know their perspective but point oh. number one is always work for what you love and always work for change always work for impact award mm. awards will come like your way if you are really honest with your work you will get it someday yeah that's that's i think that's something that even the i mean irrespective of the domain people should look into like yeah. don't yep. work for the awards work for the impact mm-hmm. whatever you're doing yeah yes yeah. and then uh the second point is correct use of internet I don't know why I receive so many messages and so many emails we don't have opportunities in this country we don't have resource in this country sorry if you are using internet to tell me that you don't have opportunities then i would completely straight blame you because it's not the time where opportunities will come to you you have to either hunt for opportunities or you have to create one for yourself I was fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. I haunted for these opportunities online. Wow! Yeah. True. Okay, I haunted for these things, and I started early. That mm-hmm. was uh, that was the the edge that I yeah. have as compared to others. Um, yeah. so I would say, use internet correctly. COVID has told us very clearly that everything is able yeah. to do remotely to do online. Yeah. So if you are passionate about something first you have to figure out what you really like to do and once mm-hmm. you have figured that out this is what you want then look up for it on internet and there must be so many things that you can do. 
Yeah, absolutely. Mm, yeah. yeah, I would say that that's pretty much it. Yeah, and I think all those young, inspiring space people or young minds, mm-hmm. I mean, not just space people, like anyone who is mm-hmm. listening to Yumna, please do not this too now and even I approve. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, they, I think these are all like life mantras right now at the moment because yeah. even at a few years back, it wouldn't be the, it would have been the case, but yeah, now it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah it's there it's there in your finger on your fingertips in yeah. Finger, yeah. on your fingertips yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway moving on to the last and final question of this session so we have a lot of space communicators or yeah space communicators emerging mm-hmm. in the sector yes. right now like we yeah. ourselves space forces ourselves doing something mm-hmm. we also have a lot of other podcasters and it's not just about uh you know being there on social media or doing podcasts it's also about someone who writes blogs you know mm-hmm. someone who is you know giving out an like whatever the information that we are giving out it's considered as a space communication or information mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so with more and more these things happening how do you foresee the future of space sector or space communication in mm-hmm. like I, i don't know maybe in the next 5 years or something mm-hmm. how do you see it So first of all I would say that it's a very good question. I would love to answer that because this is something been cooking in my mind for last 2 years. Okay. Uh uh when we say space communicators or space advocates uh if you are writing, if you are doing anything regarding the communication part, that is the non-technical part in the space sector. Yep. Okay. Space needs everybody i always say that there is space for everyone and mm-hmm. by that i mean that we need artists engineers doctors architects lawyers are people from sciences as well as from art and humanities we need everyone yeah. but also that there should be a balance in them hmm. there is okay. like balance in the terms of if everyone is doing the non tech then who is going to actually make the rockets right hmm. okay so there there should be a balance this is something uh in pakistan i realized that uh when i like started giving interviews and unfortunately i'm not very happy with the television media because they don't portray the thing as it is and as i want it to be uh, all the plus points are sometimes <laughs> edited yeah. and it becomes something very self obsessed kind of thing i don't yeah. like that at all mm-hmm. um if i say something and if i became something i do not want to give the message to the young minds that i became a space educator you should also become a space educator yeah i want them to be more than a space educator mm-hmm. i want them to be more than me There okay. was no space awareness. I worked hard for some seven, eight years. I tried to build the space ecosystem. I tried to aware you about space. I tried to give you hope that there are careers out there that you can actually adopt. Mm-hmm. I did this because I want the younger generation to be yeah. actually taking up the technical space careers, so yeah. that my country also have people. who have degrees in space and you know mm-hmm. um there is more more the people have such degrees who actually have passion they will find their way either in pakistan either abroad and there will be more noise about the topic 
And yeah. when there is more noise about something, when you know there is a mass noise, then your higher authorities and governments and the military and they would definitely do something about it because exactly now people are asking because now yeah. people are questioning you. So this was the reason to do it. But mm-hmm. I have seen that a lot in uh, for the last two years. I have been given so many interviews, and in the last two years, there have been so many space education organizations that popped out i have seen a lot of them yeah. um, of course i really really appreciate their effort because i alone or just a bunch of few organizations alone cannot yeah. raise space awareness in entire country or entire region it's a yeah. big task like exactly. I, i cannot be everywhere at every time so it's good it's a really nice effort but at the same time what um i would say what what impression we are giving to others yeah mm. it's just like conspiracy theories what you see on the internet maybe you know mm. uh, especially the teenagers the young minds these days they worship everything that is famous on the internet come yep. on that yep. is now not how it's supposed to be so sometimes i uh, there have been so many things that i want to post on social media but i don't mm. sometimes i start questioning my own self and questioning my own uh hard work or my own achievements that if i am putting this young minds are thinking that becoming a space educator is a career path that you can take to be either famous or be successful or something mm. i totally uh, encourage it if you are really really passionate about science communication and you really want to build your career in it yeah but because at the same time there are a lot of things that i do um for my career for my dream uh but i don't post about it yeah right i don't post everything i don't post the negatives so yeah. you know uh that's why i something uh, i sometimes feel that it is good to have a lot of uh, non technical aspects but, but what are we doing we are yeah. actually encouraging people to take up the space careers but yeah. uh, people are taking it in a way that okay the person who is promoting it look yeah. at their career exactly exactly yeah. and that's that's really true actually and uh, i yeah. think i totally agree with your point of like all the space communicators or space space advocates like yeah. what are your final outcomes like what are you getting out of it like through the activities yes. that you're doing i mean yes. getting more people into the same field no like you should be like that diversify yes yeah. into like different segments like there are a lot of things i mean i mean of course in the coming episodes of space mouse you will see a lot of different domains that are there in the space right. sector itself and we will have experts coming into and not all of them are having space background to be honest like they chose that space sector yeah. in the middle of their career also so yes it's up to you like it's not yeah. a particular degree that we all chose like yes. even i don't have a space degree <laughs> yes i don't yes. have it yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely i totally agree with you and uh, with that it's time for us to wrap up this episode of space move and as always we do have this very interactive opportunity for the audience to ask your questions to yumna here about anything that comes under the space advocacy so don't forget to drop your questions right on the comment section 
or you can directly reach out to us and DM at Space Moves on Instagram. We will transfer your questions to Yumna and she will choose the questions for you and you might even get a shout out on our Instagram, LinkedIn and YouTube as well. And she will answer your questions through our channel. Again, don't forget to add on your questions in the comment section. And with that, Yumna, it was really great to have you on this launch episode of season three. And I really enjoyed the conversation that we had. We talked about a lot of things in space advocacy, <laughs> that spectrum of things there. So yeah. it was really, really amazing. And thank you so much thank for you. joining us. And we wish you more growth and more success in the future endeavors. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I will keep looking up for the next episodes where I can get all these smurfy, spacey jokes. Yes. <laughs> I really yes, love definitely. that. Thank you. Yes, definitely. Thank definitely. You. And thank you so much. And this is your Space Moms host signing out now. We will meet you with the next month, fourth Friday, uh, 7 p.m. IST. Until then, you guys keep smurfing. Bye-bye.